everyone, Catherine Eby here from Fantasy Fitnessing, and we are here to preview the fittest in Cape Town for week two of the semifinals. So quick thing, first we're going to kick off going through the field strength stuff, how many games athletes, past semifinal athletes, top athletes from the Open, quarterfinals, and then a few of our stats about the field as a whole. And then we're going to get into some fun facts, what we're watching for, and some picks for the games tickets, and some dark horses. So kicking it off, looking at the field. There are two men that have been to the games in the past, and there are four women with games experience. Then looking at kind of returning semifinal athletes, both men and women have like half the fields coming back. 15 men and 17 women competed last year in a semifinal. Definitely the women's side, not all of them were the fittest in Cape Town because of area moving around the world issues, but that's great to see. And then looking who performed the best in the Open, the top five athletes on the men's side in the Open would have been Keelan Henry, Darren Zernamer, Ruin Duvnaj, Mohamed Alamda, and Jason Smith. And on the women's side, it would have been Lee Kiruz, Angelique Conway, Christina Lividakakis, Michelle Moran, and Georgia Aries. Then into who did the best in quarterfinals. This is looking at the worldwide rank. Keelan Henry, Jason Smith, Rune Duvenage, Darren Zernamer, and Rune Portiger. And the women's side. On the women's side, Michelle Moran, Michelle Bazinet, Lee Carruz, Dina Swift, and Anique Spies. So there were a couple athletes kind of differing between those two lists. So it's kind of fun to see who did the best in the first couple competitions of the season. We looked at the fields as a whole um, in their worldwide quarterfinal rank. And the women's field would have been ninth. And then as soon as we narrowed it down to advancing spots like their games ticket and three last chance spots, they went down to 10th. And then narrowing it down to that top athlete in the semifinal, they were also 10th. So one of the weaker fields as a whole, but I also like the number of athletes that are coming back. So it's building, it's coming, and it'll get there. And then the men is the same. As a field as a whole, they were ninth, and then with the advancing spots, 10th, and the game spot was 10th. So the top end just isn't quite the top end yet, but we will see how this year goes. And then kicking it over to Dave for what things you're watching and some random fun facts. Yeah, so looking at this, uh, I guess both fields for this, this semifinal, I think kind of the big storyline is if anybody is able to kind of dethrone the kings and queens from last year going into this competition. So you have Jason Smith on the men's side, was at the games last year after winning Fittis and Cape Town. He's been to the games three or four times, I believe. Um, or just looks like a couple times. So, you know, definitely see him coming through. He won quarterfinals last year, won Fittis and Cape Town, won quarterfinals again this year. Uh, so, He's had a good season so far. Just has thrown in a bit of a wrinkle into his training plans this year. He did compete in a boxing match at some point, um, I think between quarterfinals and semifinals, or it could have been the Open and um, quarterfinals. So 
interesting to see that type of activity mixed into the middle of the CrossFit season. But again, at 38 years older and his 30, year 38 season, it might be time to, he could be looking at other things. So I, to me, he's still the favorite. But then I think there's a couple guys that are trying to close the gap right behind him. No, first guy I'm looking at to to chase down Jason Smith, um, Ruin Duvenage. He was third at quarterfinals last year, then second at fittest in Cape Town, uh, and then followed it up with a second in quarterfinals this year. So um, is, you know, still progressing it, um, although kind of an interesting fact or looking at the, the ages of all these qualifiers, it's, um, you know, Smith is 38, Duvenage is 37, or 33, um, and then the, kind of the next guy we're looking at here, Kalen Henry, he's 29. So it's interesting to see that um, on both the men's and women's sides, the age of the athletes in this quarterfinal are significantly higher than what you would see anywhere else. Um, but yeah, so I guess moving back to Kalen Henry. So he was second at quarterfinals last year um, and third in quarterfinals this year. Henry's really the the home run hitter of the group. So he had three event wins out of five at quarterfinals this year, and he came back with you know two event wins at quarterfinals last year. So really is the guy that is going to you know win an event or kind of go up in flames trying to get there. So he again, all these guys um, were quite competitive. One thing I did find interesting as well is that all of them have made a big jump in terms of their average finish at quarterfinals. So um, when you look at Jason Smith. You know, he was, had an average finish of 13.2 at quarterfinals last year, um, but was had an average finish of six this year. Uh, Duvenage had an average finish of 15.8 last year at quarterfinals, 7.2 this year. Uh, and then Henry was 13.6 and 7.8 this year as well. So, again, like we see a lot more people coming back from this, but these guys, from a quarterfinal standpoint, were definitely leaps and bounds ahead of kind of the the pack there and then kind of uh and that's interesting with so many people sort of coming back that they still moved up that much even though at least 50 percent of the field was still competing yeah definitely to to see to knowing that at least 15 of the individuals who finished in the top 30 last year finished in the top 30 this year but to see such a big jump in terms of average finish um, like just looking at Duvenage's profile, like last year he had one top five. This year he had four. The, to see kind of this top bunch, I'll make that big leap. Pretty yeah. interesting. And then kind of a, a bit of a darker horse on this group, um, Richard Woldbolt. Um, he finished fourth in quarterfinals. Um, he's really kind of the steady as she goes type of guy. So he had an average event finish of 8.6 in quarterfinals but didn't actually have any top five. So um, he did have four top 10. So it was all um, all within that same type of uh, placement finish there. Um, so interesting to see compared to kind of the home run hitter of Henry. Uh, looking at the women's side, um, some of Michelle Bassinet, she made it the games last year um, after the winning at Fittis in Cape Town. Um, this year she actually finished second in quarterfinals behind Michelle Morand. Uh, although it sounds like she had food poisoning or some sort of illness over the quarterfinal weekends, which did limit her performance there. Um, I still think, you know, she is the favorite going into it, especially because she does have, you know, the, the age advantage on a lot of the women we're going to talk to being 25. 
Uh, Michelle Morand um, just mentioned, so she ended up winning quarterfinals this year. Did it without an event win, but did have four top five finishes on her way to winning. Um, she was third last year in both Cape Town and quarterfinals. So um, an improvement this year, at least from a quarterfinals perspective. So we'll see what happens uh, in Cape Town. Uh, next uh, athlete, um, which is really kind of interesting because I think she is late to CrossFit, uh, is Lee Cruz. Uh, so she was third in quarterfinals this year with an event win. Uh, but looking back, she was, you know, 15th in quarterfinals last year. So big jump there. And then from the Open last year, she was, you know, 2,200th and 45th, uh, where this year she jumped up to 82nd in the overall leaderboard. So um, a huge improvement um, from her this year. So definitely someone to watch. Yeah, she's someone that comes from a bodybuilding side of thing. So I think last year was her first time sort of dabbling in it. I saw some videos of her movements, definitely just figuring some of them out. So I'm, she's someone that I'm kind of excited to see, like, what did she manage to do last year? Because she can obviously focus and recover and do all that if you're competing in bodybuilding. Another woman, uh, Gemma Rader, so working out of CrossFit, yeah, as I believe in Dubai. Uh, so she was fourth. Um, she had, you know, a, a top five finish and three top 10 finishes, um, finished fourth at quarterfinals last year. And so she is one of the women that didn't get to compete at Cape Town. Uh, so she was at German Throwdown where she finished 28th. You know, so it'll be, again, to have her competing in person, it's really going to sh- add some more challenge to the top of the field, even if she isn't going to make the podium, she should be right there in the mix. And then really just adds competitiveness to the field, which will make for an interesting race. So the more, the more top athletes in the race, the more chances are that someone will, you know, sneak in there and, you know, drop, you know, the leader down or drop the chaser down to, to make the races more interesting versus just having a, an elite trio that are just going to finish one, two, three in every yeah, event. Yeah, it's a lot more fun if you have more people actually like pushing to win events and stuff. Uh, last year's runner-up in both um, quarterfinals in Fittis in Cape Town was Dina Swift. Um, she was fifth in quarterfinals this year. Uh, and then uh, one last athlete, uh, Christina Levitikakis. Um, so she is 25. So again, with Bastinet is one of the younger athletes in the field. Uh, was sixth in quarterfinals, but did have a big jump from 16th last year. Uh, and she's an athlete that was at Torian last year, so didn't compete at uh, Fittis in Cape Town. So again, really just bringing some more competitiveness to the mix. And I think um, from Bassinet in second to um, Livetotakis in sixth place in quarterfinals, there's only about you know 15 to 20 points separating that group. So um, at the very least, it should be a really competitive last heat, which will be exciting to watch. And then, you know, hopefully makes the races a bit more interesting since there are, you can really send it in an event and put some people between you and the, the person you're chasing or person you're trying to pull away from. Yeah, that's, I hadn't really thought that the top end of the women's field was actually scattered last year. So it should be a lot more fun to watch this year. Yeah, it is. But again, just touching on the age piece, only two of those top six women are under 30, which, again, it's interesting to see kind of just how how late the, the African women are getting into CrossFit or competitive CrossFit compared to, you know, some of the other semifinals where we're seeing multiple athletes under 18 years old. Yeah. Hopefully some a great show at the Fittest in Cape Town will bring some more young guns to the sport. 
So yeah, there's some things to watch. I guess from that we can probably pick who you're going to put, but we're going to make you commit to who you're going to put on the top. And then I don't know if everyone we've listed is already the dark horses or what are you going to do? Let's start with the men. Yeah. Who's on top. All right. So uh, I think Jason Smith is going to take it again this year. And he was the only man who finished in the top 10 out of all five events in quarterfinals. So uh, I'll give him another year for the um, victory there. And then kind of my dark horse or, you know, biggest competition, we'll call it, uh, Kalen Henry. I think just he does have kind of that uh, home run potential. So if he can win, you know, a couple events and just limit his losses this year, I, I think it could be a lot more competitive um, than potentially last year was. Cool. I like it. And then on the women's side. Yeah. And then on the women's side, um, like Michelle Bassanet to take it again um, for the repeat as well on the women's side. Uh, and then probably we'll take Lee Carews um, just as the biggest challenger to her. I just to see such a big jump uh, in performance over the course of the last year that it could, you know, give her a lot of confidence. And then this probably only, or she didn't do semifinals last year. So this maybe end up being her first in-person competition. So, um, being on the competition floor uh, just might give her that push she needs to get through. And then, again, she does have potential to, to win some events there. So um, she might have that ability to, to I take like it. it. All right. So that is our preview for week two, fittest in Cape Town. We are going to be running salary cap and have the draft sort of games open for week two. We're probably going to kick off those games on like the Saturday and Sunday of the week one semifinal. So as you're checking in with your leaderboard, checking your fantasy lineup on week one, as the week one semifinals goes, the week two game will show up there. So start getting your lineup set early so you don't forget. And yeah, we're going to have gooder sunglasses for the top three teams for week two as well. So, yeah, make sure you are on fantasyfitnessing.com to set all your fantasy rosters. And follow us on Instagram at fantasyfitnessing for more stats and interesting facts as the semifinals play out. So, we will see you on the leaderboard.